Hey, it's Josh here. I just want to take a quick second before we get started to express our gratitude and appreciation to anyone who's listening, whether you're consuming this by download, whether you're listening on our website or following us on Instagram or TikTok, however that is, we thank you. Doing that lets us know, hey, that there's somebody out there. And as long as we're entertaining one person, then it just makes everything worth it. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at Game Rage, thank you. All right, now enjoy the show. Welcome to the dumbest smart guy podcast on the planet. This is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Once more in the hot seat with the Central Unintelligence Podcast. This is episode 11. As always, I'm Josh and I'm here with Adam. Howdy. I'm also here with Frank. What's up? And today we have some, I don't know, interesting things to talk about. Uh, it's, it's one of those things, obviously I'm referring to the most recent items that happened which is the israel and palestine deal that's been going on but i want to further i don't know or before we start talking about that i just want to you know clarify that uh we are idiots and uh we're dumb it's called the central intelligence podcast for a reason so we try to do or at least i tried to do you know a little bit of research before talking about this and i mean i did find out some pretty interesting things because the one thing that I, everybody fucking talks about when talking about this is is I don't think they understand the historical significance or the or just the history at all behind the whole Palestine Israel uh what is that like a paradigm I guess or whatever. So, um anyways, so yeah, so did you get before we get into that though, did anybody have any other uh topics that they wanted to discuss uh i don't think it's anything in particular but it's kind of an amazing topic that has divided a lot of people oh, yes oh yeah it has like in I- san diego there was protest uh in favor of palestine yeah and also in favor of israel and both parties were at this space yeah and it, it turned into a bit of a skirmish yeah, and I've I've seen that across the whole world, really, not just here in the U.S., but just everywhere. It's it's been this is the hot button issue, and this is it, it, it's one of those things where it's it's hard for people to separate the the facts of the matter with you know because it's ideology, it's it's a religious divide. Essentially, and obviously, if you're if there is a blood relatives yeah. uh, involved. You're going to be pissed if one of them dies or whatever. Right, yeah. I mean, it's going to make it even more fucking personal for you. But even people that aren't involved, that, that don't have any skin in the game, as they say, it's, it's, they don't have anybody there, that kind of stuff. They're just providing their opinions on, on the issue. Yeah. Again, like I, it is very divisive. And I don't think people on either side that don't have skin in the game really understand what actually 
how it got to this point. Because it's not like it's not like this shit just been happening over the last fifteen or twenty years. This it's literally been going on for a well, I mean, it's going on for centuries. But in, it just in the Middle East, this whole problem with Jerusalem and the Holy Land and who wants it, who doesn't want it. But just specifically between the the Israelis or the Jewish community over there and the Arabs or the Muslim community over there. That's been going on for a hundred fucking years about this specific issue with this patch of land that is referred to as as the country of Israel, right? The the geographic area. And it's fucking crazy how people I mean, like you were saying earlier about the uh what's her name? Uh Mia Khalifa. Yeah. I mean, she's like a porn star. So honestly, who cares what the fuck she thinks about this? I don't understand why she got punished for <laughs> what position? Because basically, she just she got taken off of the Playboy version of OnlyFans, right? That's kind of. Uh, I think that's what it basically is. And it was because of she stated whatever her opinion was, and I mean, I and think but, she's. But even regardless of what her opinion is, that's her yeah. opinion. Why? Why is there repercussions well, for? She, not like she's the first person to be canceled for placing her opinion. That's true, I guess, but. I mean, why? And that's what I don't understand is why is is this issue the thing that they're? Oh, if you and that's the one thing too that I don't. And okay, before we go down this road with it, I also just want to say that there's going to be a lot of things in this in this podcast that are very histor- that are historically accurate. I looked them up, I did the research, and then there's going to be things that are separate from that, which are you know opinions, right, or conclusions that are drawn based on the facts, and you know you're drawing a conclusion or or basing your opinion on that. So it's not like there's going to be a, a 100%, um, opinion free way to do this. I I think in talking about the historical context, I, we will do our, our best quote unquote journalistic, uh, approach to, you know, approaching it from a fact based. Uh, Okay. So she, she, uh, say, (laughs) She's in support of Hamas. Okay, well, again, but, but, but even why, then, but even then, it's a free fucking country, co- dude. Correct? Isn't the, as Americans, that is what we base our whole. We have the whole First Amendment to have freedom of speech. Now, I guess that goes both ways. So, if someone doesn't like what you say, they can remove it from or remove you from whatever they are doing, which is not very supportive of free speech. Obviously, it's it's very it's it's just being restrictive. If the government's not gonna the government's not going to restrict your your speech or can't respect, restrict your speech, then I don't think companies should be allowed to either. The uh, Well, I mean, technically, if you... I guess when it comes to a company, they create the Well, yeah, the they terms. create the terms, but... I mean, is there a term that says you can't be a Hamas supporter? I don't know. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But if, they're, if you're, you're... I don't know how the terms of service or whatever... Uh, what kind of agreements she made with them, but would there be something in that that says if they're the if their support, alignments, if whatever you, yeah. alignments they have or ideologies they have are are not in in agreement with Playboy, yeah, Playboy's and, platform. Like, could that? And then this is where that whole slippery slope kind of happens is because this is ideology based. It's essentially Muslim versus versus Jew, right? That's essentially. What this boils down to. So if you're a Muslim and you support the Muslim side, well, then you're anti-Semitic. If you are a Jew, a, a Jew and you, you support the Jewish side, then you're fucking you must be hating Muslims. Right. That's like that's basically what it comes down to. And I think that's why people 
are so divisive on this because there's not nobody's just saying like, oh, why can't you just support a side but not have to take the extreme version of that? You know what I'm saying? Both, or you could say both are fucking wrong. I mean, and, yeah. That, my opinion of the matter is in this instance, as we go down and we anal and we look at and analyze what has happened over the last what six days or what five days since mm -hmm. this happened, um, I think we will see that both sides, yes, objectively looking at it through a clear lens are wrong they're both incorrect in in how they handled and have responded to a multitude of things and nothing none of it has to do with fucking religion none of it has to do with that it has to do with people making shitty decisions and retaliating against each other because they've had a thousand year blood feud essentially so <laughs> yeah. you know i mean obviously it's it's this is like the steel cage match it's the hell in a cell version <laughs> this is like the the feud now this is the payoff match or whatever this is like the the no holds barred anything goes fucking version of that like you know it, it, to to equate it to wrestling i guess yeah but um but i will say the the one thing it's funny it's it's funny that she takes that position because I think these people would have her killed. Oh yeah, uh, like these. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, this, for sure. This group, known Hamas, as Hamas yeah. would would definitely have her killed. It's it's interesting that she is in favor of them, or even that she took an opinion at all. Like, you know, I mean, that you is know, true. You don't have to risk but your again, own hide for right. And that's where I think that it it just comes it just comes down to people supporting people that that maintain a similar ideology. I think that's what it comes down to, regardless of if you actually looked into it. And yeah. Uh, Hamas would probably uh, have her stoned in the streets for fucking being, you know, a porn star or whatever. I mean, look what they're doing to the Jewish women. The Jewish women they captured. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. It's. It's. I'm sure that. Well. I mean. But if you look at it objectively, that's the enemy. So, it. Not that I'm saying it's right, but an argument could be made for them seeing. Oh well, this is the enemy. But like, she's one of their own, right? Like, she's one of them. So. I think they'd fucking still do that shit to her anyways because it's well, like, you fucked up and broke well, the rules. The thing, or yeah, whatever. but the thing is, like, when you stop separating com combatants and civilians... Right. There's no there's no gray area anymore. Well, no. It, then everything becomes gray area. Well, that's what this is. They're, well, what the media's allowing us to see. Right. It's yeah. showing a lot of uh, Palestinians or whatever you want to call them executing and killing a bunch of people. Yeah. It's our supposedly civilians. Right. But, I mean, it's not fair to overgeneralize and say that all Palestinians are... Hum well, I mean, it could be very well... well very nice. well be that, that um, let's say, 60% of them actually support Hamas, but 40% 40, 40 of them would be, like, innocent bystanders. They're right. Just, 20, 10 or 15% of them are the actual people committing... Or in the club of the Hamas or the biker gang or you know, whatever, the gang of Hamas or whatever, yeah. the organization. But, I mean, <clears throat> shit, dude. What if there's just as many Israelis that don't give a shit about... No, there the is. Oh, I'm sure. No, there yeah. For the last, 20 the last 20 years, I've proven that. Yeah. And what, what, what I mean? Huh? Well, internally, Israel's pretty... Well, has been pretty... Kill, killing Palestinians on a daily basis. Yeah, they have really they don't give a shit about them at all. But I think that what you're saying is about there's there's people within the Israeli side that don't care that hate their own government. Yeah, I mean I'm sure don't give a shit. They just want to be left alone to live their lives, right? Yeah, I mean, or that don't even support Netanyahu. Yeah, I'm altogether. Sure, right. Like, I'm sure most of the people that oh some a lot of the people that I saw that were dead that were on the border that were sitting at bus stops that Hamas rolled in and just started killing them. 
they looked like they were kind of elderly. Like, I'm sure they probably didn't give two shits. They're definitely not out there committing fucking acts against the Palestinians. They're old. They're probably retired. Mm. They probably just want to live, wanted to live out the rest of their days chilling. Yeah. And well, they got rolled up in a fucking terror, in a, you know, in an attack. So, which, which sucks. Um, but. All right. Just, just go into the history. That yeah. way we can, we can. Let's get that out of the way so yeah. we can then provide more commentary. So, okay. Historically, this, this basically whole thing kind of started a hundred years ago, back during World War One, And essentially what ended up happening is the British were trying to get the Arabs who were occupying the zone that is kind of considered the borders of Israel today. They were basically, it was owned by the Ottoman Turks. And so they were trying to get the Arabs to do basically a revolution and rise up against the Ottomans and kick them out so that they didn't have to commit resources there to remove them. Uh, They said, hey, if you guys do this, we are going to basically recognize your independence and we're going to give you guys your own like state. And so the Arabs said, hell yeah, that sounds like a fucking good time. And they went ahead and they fucking rebelled against the Ottomans, kicked them out. And after World War One was done and settled, uh, they the British basically said, "Oh yeah, here you go. Here's your uh, here's your here's your area. We're gonna give it to you. It's called Mandatory Palestine, is what it became known as, and we'll let you have it." And then a couple years later, in the 20s, the British decided that the you know the Arabs really shouldn't be allowed to govern themselves in that area, so they said, "Ah, we're gonna we're gonna just kind of help you guys out, and you know you're just gonna be like a." an heir of the state essentially or or a piece of the state of the kingdom of Britain. Right. So that's kind of what it turned into. Um, and throughout that time, obviously Jerusalem, the, the Holy land of pretty much the big three religions was rolled in and part of that. So the people who were the Jewish people who lived in the area, they were not happy that the Arabs were basically, allowed to be kind of running it. So they essentially kind of started their own organizations to resist and fight against the, <coughs> you know, quote unquote, uh, oppressors, which were the British at the time, uh, and the Arabs as well. So all the way up through world war two, the, uh, is the Jewish organizations had basically been like committing, you know, acts of aggression and violence against the British crown, uh, they assassinated a couple of the uh, officials that had been sent by Britain there. One of them, they, assa- they kidnapped and assassinated one of the dudes who was the uh, British Middle Eastern, like, director or whatever it was called. <laughs> like, I forget what it was. There was, like, a term for it. But it was basically the guy who was in charge of the Middle East. The king basically puts him in charge. Or, you know, not that that was how they did it. But, like, that, you know, it was that guy that was appointed to be in charge of the Middle East territories that Britain or the United Kingdom or whatever owned. So basically they sat down and said, okay, after World War II, we kind of like really need to give the Jews their own place. So the U.S. and the U.N., the newly founded U.N., kind of started this whole process and this commission to kind of analyze and figure out what it is that they can do. And so the best option that they came up with was to basically split the land that is basically the the area of Israel and turn it into 50-50. It was going to be given 50% to the Arabs to run and 50% to the Jews to run. And Jerusalem was going to be carved out and said that it was going to be like essentially a United Nations district that was going to be solely run by the United Nations and the Jews or the Arabs would not control it. 
And one of the things that Truman said, because he was president at the time, he said that, yes, this is the great plan because no Jew shall hold dominion over Arab and no Arab shall hold dominion over Jew. It'll be it's this is like the most fair plan that we could have came up with. So everybody was in favor of it. And then um, the Jews didn't the Jewish organizations didn't like it. They thought it was bullshit. The Arabs also thought it was bullshit. So the the Jewish organizations basically started committing acts of terror against like any est- establishment that was around there. And so through negotiation in one way or the other, the deal ended up getting turned around. And so the deal ended up becoming 68% for um for the Jewish state and then 32% was going to be allocated to the Arabs to control of the area. So that was what everybody refers to in 1948 was when Israel was founded. And basically when you hear about on the news or you hear anybody talking about this shit, that's always when they start at when this oh this whole conflict started because the Israel the the Jewish people were given their own state. And this is why the Arabs are so mad. Well, if you look back historically, previous to that, they are, they're not giving you the context as to why they're pissed off. And they're pissed off because essentially in that area, the Arabs owned 90% of the land, basically. And then about 10% of it was owned by Jewish people in that Israel area prior to this whole thing happening. So essentially, the UN stole a bunch of their land and just gave it to some other people. And so obviously that pisses them off, right? So you go to 1948 when this whole thing happens, 68% of it's allocated to Israel. They have it. Then all the other Arabs are pissed. So Egypt, Jordan, um, Syria, and Lebanon, they all get together and say, Hey, this is fucked up. We're going to do something about this. So they invade the 62% that is given to Israel. Um, the Israeli, this was the first Israeli, Israeli Arab war. It lasted about nine months. They fucking fought hard, crazy, but the Israelis ended up winning. And so during that time, the Israelis ended up walking away with 78%. They took 10% more as saying like, hey, fuck you. You wanted to attack us. Well, guess what? In the treaty, we're negotiating. We're getting more land now. So they got 78%. So now it's essentially <clears throat> come down to over the last 70 years that Israel or 75 years that Israel has existed as a state is they've been attacked, things have happened, and in the treaties, they've always basically taken more land every single time to where now in in this state, and well, I don't remember ex- exactly when the Gaza Strip was the last piece. It was probably like I think in the early 2000s, but essentially the Gaza Strip was basically given and said, all right, this is pretty much it. You guys can have this little spot, which... From what I've been able to look at, it's essentially the similar size to Manhattan in terms. It's like it's like the city of, or it's like Manhattan or whatever in New York, where it's a very small like area, but it's very heavily densely populated. There's like several million people that live there, and <coughs> you know they're all basically Arabs. And so essentially, Israel controls everything that goes on in this state, which is the Gaza Strip. It's some people recognize it as a country of Palestine. And there's a lot of other countries that don't recognize it as a country. So uh, basically, that's where we get to where we're at today. And essentially, on Saturday morning, I think it was, uh, their time, the fucking Hamas, which is the organization that has kind of been considered, I guess, the like a military-type wing of the Palestinian government quote-unquote they launched an attack into israel and they basically um sent guys in 
uh, via hang glider, via fucking, uh, what was the other thing that they used? The, uh, oh, they were seaborne too. Yeah, they, they came in by, they literally came in by land, air, and sea, and they infiltrated the border, uh, which one of the things that I didn't realize is that Israel is actually the, like, that fence that's along Israel and the quote-unquote Gaza border or whatever, mm-hmm. it is, like, the most advanced border system ever on the planet. It is extremely highly technological. There's so many cameras. <coughs> there's sensors. There's all kinds of crazy shit there for them to know if something like this is happening. Mm-hmm. And so uh, not really sure what... I mean, I'm still not really sure exactly how that was bypassed, but for whatever reason, that got bypassed. These dudes made entry into the country, and they just basically started killing people, and started killing cops, started killing fucking rare, obviously innocent civilians, doing crazy horrible things. They started kidnapping people um, and taking them back into Gaza. And there are still several hundred, if not into the thousands, of people that have been kidnapped and are chilling or getting not chilling, but they're fucking captive, held captive back in Gaza. So. The initial attack, the military of Israel didn't really respond for the first probably like six to seven hours. They didn't, they didn't have any response. And then all of a sudden, okay, they start getting their shit together and they start you know, doing a counteroffensive. And essentially it's still happening today here five days later where they're bombing fucking Gaza and they're fucking they're, – they've now encroached into Lebanon, because, which is to the north of Israel, because uh, Gaza is essentially in the southern part. Okay, so they're southern on their southern border. They essentially have this incursion, right? So you would think, all right, they're sending some stuff up north to kind of help it out to prepare in case Hezbollah, which is the terrorist organization that runs out of Lebanon and Syria, essentially to their north. They were concerned that hey, maybe these guys are going to come in and start, you know, they're going to try to fuck around, right, and come in and get us. So they sent some dudes up there. They were chilling. Everything was kind of fine. And then I guess there's, I found out about this fucking, it's called this, it's literally called the Hezbollah tent. And it's just this fucking tent that's on the border. And it's a contested little hill that has pissed everybody off for the last fucking 40 years that Israel says they own it. Lebanon says they own it. Hezbollah says they own it. Like, but so Hezbollah set up this, like, it's basically like an easy up. It looks like, it looks like a fucking easy up with some camouflage netting on it. And they've been using it as like a quote unquote mortar position. So, uh, I guess the, 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 the reports were mixed as to whether or not the Hezbollah tent started firing first or if Israel started firing first, but essentially the tent gets fucking destroyed. They just fucking annihilate the tent. And then Hezbollah says, all right, <coughs> this is bullshit. Starts fucking launching rockets. So now today, a few days later, the rocket attacks and the physical incursions of ground troops have actually been coming from Hezbollah up in the north. So now Israel is essentially fighting a two-front war within their own country. And that is sucks for them, obviously, because they're fighting essentially an ideology and you're fighting basically everyone else that's surrounding you, which is what it's probably, I think, going to eventually maybe turn into. Um... But then where it stands with us, with the U.S., we basically have sent the uh, we sent the USS Gerald, Gerald Ford Harrier, uh, aircraft carrier group over there, mm-hmm. and they're just, like, getting there now. And they're there for humanitarian aid, um, which basically the carrier group has essentially one aircraft carrier, two—fuck— um, 
not destroyers because they have six destroyers with them and then they have two uh, cruisers with them and then an unknown number of of submarines all right that's that's actually classified from what i found out like that and it's classified if there even is any submarines with them but usually they're from what i've read that there is so you've got that amount of firepower over there right um just chilling in case something happens which I'm of the opinion that in ca- the in case something happens is in case Iran decides to go ahead and fucking do something. Because as it's come out and been reported, uh, essentially Hamas was given the green light by Iran to, to go ahead and do this. And so one of the things that I kind of wanted to to get into a little bit is is with fucking i know i know every time we talk about some shit it always ends up going back to china right but really if you connect the dots it it kind of does it's this is kind of where it goes is it goes from iran basically giving them the green light and one of the funniest things that i saw which it, i don't even know if it's funny or not but the second this fucking shit started happening with with hamas invading israel the literal government of fucking uh, Iran, like they're, I don't know if it's like a parliament or whatever the fuck they have there, but they're all in the chambers or whatever, and they're just fucking dancing and just, it's, you'd think they would have chanted death to Israel first, but no, no, they chanted death to America first, and then they decided to say the death to Israel part. So, it got me thinking, and I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know if Iran fucking, if they understand what that means to challenge us, to challenge America, because, I mean, I can tell you right now, I, they don't want this smoke. They don't fucking want this, us to fucking come in. This is your opinion, by the way. Yes, this part's my opinion. For, like this, this part, this, this last, yeah, this last two like, to three minutes. Yeah, yeah. This that's, is your. That's opinion. my opinion. This is my opinion on the issue. No, I I one hundred percent believe that U.S. actually this shit Iran would be a fucking de- parking lot. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is I think that Iran would fucking if they wanted to fuck with us. We would end up basically giving the Middle East to Disney and making fucking Disneyland Middle East and Iran would become the fucking parking lot. And then any of the fucks who would be just so unfortunate enough to survive, if they lived, they would spend the rest of their fucking days dressed like the monkey from fucking Aladdin selling churros at the Disneyland Middle East, okay? That is exactly what the fuck they would be doing. And they don't want none of that. They don't want to fuck with us unless someone else is is protecting them. And that's where we get into the China part, where obviously Iran is set to become a member of BRICS January 1st, 2024. The, the country of Palestine is also on that list of people set to become BRICS members. Uh, Hamas is in, quote unquote, Palestine. Now, obviously, the Chinese fucking uh, recognize Palestine because it pisses us off because we don't recognize it as a state. And we recognize Taiwan as a state and it pisses them off. So mm-hmm. this is the tit for tat right there. But... If Iran is telling, or if uh, China is telling Iran, hey, uh, again, because China has no, as we've talked about in the past, they have no force projection power. They cannot say that they can defend uh, everybody from across the planet. So they got to set up proxies. They got to set up people who are countries who can run little zones in their area. So, hey, Iran's the first Middle Eastern country to be put into bricks, essentially. Uh Hey, you guys want to bend the knee? Cool. You guys are going to be the proxy in the Middle East, and we will fucking back you up, and you can do whatever you please. And, uh, you know, we will, as long as you perform our will that we want done in the Middle East, you guys can basically just have dominion to do what you want. And obviously, 
one of the things that they want done is they want to get rid of Israel. That's they want to get all the Jews out. That's that's what fucking it's clear. That's what they want. That's what they've wanted for fucking decades. And it's obvious that that's kind of to me what's happening. And so I think that China, since they've already embroiled us in this fucking money pit known as the, the, the war in the Ukraine. But it's unfortunately a necessary money pit because if we don't spend the money, if we don't do that, then the Russians would eventually fucking steamroll them. And then that puts us in a bad position. That puts NATO in a bad position. So I don't necessarily think that... I think that the plan, if that is the plan on China's part, it's genius because you're slowly doing this whole death by a thousand cuts deal and you're just you're just depleting our resources quickly and efficiently. And then now you're going to get us to... Because, again, if Israel gets fucked with by an actual country, if they attack them... We're going in. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. We have literally said from the... We said from the beginning, we stand with Israel no matter what, and we will back them out no matter what. Which means, if they get attacked by, let's say, Iran or some other country around there, yeah, we're going in. And we're going to be... Maybe not boots on the ground, but we're going to be at least providing air support or resources to, you know, blow shit up over there. Mm -hmm. So, if we do that, now we're militarily involved in in the region, and now that kind of leaves our leaves up some options here. If uh, if we're going to invest more resources, because now we're also that's one of the things I said today was that we would be sending an additional aircraft carrier group over there, or we're debating sending an additional aircraft carrier. So now you want to put two carrier groups over there just for just for this conflict. That means that there's likely a bigger scenario or a bigger picture happening here, and it just I don't know. It just fucking it it just seems a little too convenient. That, oh, now this stuff's all happening. And also, another thing that, I know I'm going on a rant here, but, like, another thing that's a little fucking too convenient is, you remember that, just four days before, or five days before, we had that fucking uh, alert, emergency alert uh, test or whatever, you remember? Yeah. That everybody was so fucking convinced that, oh, it's the 5G that's going to give us all the zombie virus from the fucking COVID shots and all this shit, and yet everybody fucking distracted by, by debating about this nonsense and then the same day, Russia tests its nuclear um, uh, alert system or whatever to like its civilians. They did it the same fucking day. So it's just a little fucking convenient and a little weird that that happens. All, and then four days, five days later, oh, this shit. The, potentially the spark that could ignite the to turn World War Three hot, I guess, as you could say, happens. So I just, I just find it a little fucking weird. I don't know. Am I am I looking? Am I reading into that too much? Or I don't know. What do you What do you guys think about? Do you have an opinion about that? I mean, the timing is extremely convenient. True. Um, as far as like the China stuff goes, I don't know if it's a. I don't think it's a stretch. Because again, we know that there is an economic alliance known as BRICS. Right. Yeah. And they're adding additional members who happen to be these Arab nations. Yeah. That include... Iran and... Egypt. Egypt, yeah. Uh, I forgot who else was included. UAE. Oh, yeah, the UAE. United I Arab think Qatar Arab is also fucking joining on board. No, it's no? not. It's uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, well, that's, yeah. Ethiopia. Uh, but it's, it's many of the Arab yeah. nations. Right, yeah. Saudi Arabia, I think, is one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, this would be a convenient endeavor for China to have this be a 
would it work out to their <laughs> advantage for for all parties involved with BRICS? Absolutely, because it means that Iran and all the other Arab nations could potentially eliminate Israel. Yeah. In this moment, and it also increases the power of each of those nations within that region as a stronghold, like as as them being right. a united front, right? Yeah, yeah. And then China gets what it wants because it's like, oh, our allies are benefiting, therefore we will benefit as well. well. Yeah. And then also you get to give essentially, put you potentially get to give the, the great Satan America a fucking black eye. Yeah. Because if you wipe Israel off the map, that's not going to look good on us. That's a bad look for us. We will look fucking extremely weak if Israel loses whatever is about to happen uh, or whatever continues to happen. Eh, I don't know. Maybe the onus or maybe the, uh, maybe <laughs> if there were to be a way to shift blame, it could possibly be the UK because maybe they're more directly responsible for what happened as opposed. We, we came in the second part sure, of yeah. this story. Well, right, right. But what I'm saying is it makes us look weak because we have ver- essentially been the Israel, Israel's staunchest, staunchest yes, ally. Yes, yes. And, and we'll, again, we give them, like me and Frank were talking about earlier, like we don't, we, I was saying, oh, we give them our like second tier shit. And then he was like, well, no, we give them our third tier shit because the second tier shit is, is the shit that's good that everybody knows about. And then the top tier is the shit that's top secret that nobody gets. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. So, but Israel gets, I mean, Israel gets F-35s. They get fucking um, all of our advanced technology that we give out or that we buy, let people buy. And Israel does have its own military industrial complex that they modeled essentially off of ours. They make their own tanks. Their, their economy is very heavily based on military equipment and producing their own, you know, like I said, military industrial complex. Now, granted, some of it's not that great, but it's better than what most of the rest of the world has. And but again, if we give them our shit, which we've already done, we've already sent the first shipment of weaponry over there. We've already sent them eight or ten billion dollars in cash. So we're gonna be propping them up throughout this whole thing. But if they just get fucking piled on and piled on and piled on, we're gonna have to get involved to bail them out. Because if we don't then, like I said, that's going to make us look weak. And as we saw with Russia and the Ukraine, Russia turned out to be a fucking straight paper tiger. And if you look at our military and how it's been set up over the last 20 years, we've we've kind of gone away from being um, an actual, like, conventional military force to essentially becoming an anti-terrorist-focused military. We've been counterinsurgencying everything. So not to say that we can't perform in regular conventional combat we will learn very quickly right we will learn very quickly but there is going to be a learning curve to switch from our military doctrine of counterinsurgency to regular conventional warfare and that is going to be what's going to give some people the fucking like if israel goes down they're going to be like oh they're weak like oh good now we can do what we want elsewhere and it's going to take us a minute to get after it but that's going to give them the opening to try to do it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you're going to say something, Frank? I lost it. Oh, all right. Uh, in the meantime, while, I'll, while you were talking, because yeah. I was kind of curious why some of the countries... I do think it's rather interesting. So, yeah. at least from what I saw on a map uh, referring to the Gaza Strip, mm-hmm. is that this is all like a fortified space. They're like... Oh, Palestinians yeah. are essentially prisoners, right? Right, yeah. 
and that's not to say that I, I, I support them or, or anything like that. I'm just painting a pic- picture for we're you. Just, we're just talking about it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it is interesting that all these Arab nations are not open to having Palestinians as refugees. And that includes Egypt, who is directly like landlocked with uh, Israel itself yeah. on the south, right? Right, right. So I was looking into the Lebanon Civil War. Yeah. And apparently there were Palestinians that were there because the war itself was basically between Christians, what they were called uh, Maronite Christians, and uh-huh. then there was Muslim groups. There was the Shiites and the, there and was the, the, the Sunnis. Sunnis. Yeah, yeah. So a war broke out in the cold, like kind of during the Cold War era where um, the Christians were in alignment with the Western Western worlds or mm-hmm. Western nations. And then the Muslims were in alignment with the Arab Russia. Na- yeah, oh, with Russia, Russia. With the communists, okay. So then a war broke out and apparently there were sides that were flipping like throughout the war. So it was kind of hard to keep track of and Palestinians were in the mix. So like... I think the reason that Lebanese don't want Palestinians is because they're afraid that it could provoke another civil war within their own country. And I'm sure that would be the other the, the case for other countries as right. well, is that if they bring refugees into, uh, say, like, you know, the United Arab Emirates or even yeah, like yeah. Syria or whatever, they're like, oh, shit, well, we have this group of people, right. we know they're shit starters or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, that's not fair to them. Maybe, maybe that's not the right word, but... I think with any country that takes in refugees, it's hard to deal with that situation, to treat them fairly, but also to, I don't know, man, like how do you, it's, it's a tough situation to, to make of. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of the fucking, when you think about it that way too, you look at the hypocrisy of the other Middle Eastern nations, because it's like, okay, this is you having your cake and eating it too, right? Where you can say, oh, Oh, these poor refugees, they're, they're getting fucking murdered by the Israelis. Okay, well, if you feel so bad for them, why don't you let them fucking come live in your country freely and, and open up to themselves and do their fucking things, right? Yeah, and I think, at least from what I read or I understood, is that they, I think Egypt is actually going to allow refugees from Gaza to enter, but they're only going to allow like 2,000 people at a time. Yeah, well, you want to know for, what's... For an extended period of time. Yeah, well, you want to know what's funny about that? What? Um, I read earlier today that it's this thing called the Rafah Crossing, which is the major entry point from Gaza into <laughs> into Egypt. Okay. And the Israelis have been bombing it. Oh, so okay. So then... That's that, like off the table, off I think. The table like, I think point. that they're just blowing it up. And I don't, I don't know if it's because they think that there's terrorists that are or Hamas members that are moving into Egypt so they can get safe haven because yeah. no one once you make it to Egypt Israel's not going to fuck with you at least yet because they don't want to fucking piss off the Egyptians yeah so um, another thing that's kind of interesting to know is that the Egyptians have pointed out 10 days in advance that there was interesting activity or what they believe to be interesting activity that it should be something that Israel to, should look into yeah. that Hamas was potentially going to do this attack. And I know this is like a weird case for them to actually, or for them actually telling the truth. But, uh, I came across like this random piece of information. Yeah. I don't know why I think this is relevant, but there's a thing called exercise bright star, which okay. is a, uh, military exercise between Egypt and the U.S. So there is some formal 
agreement yeah, cooperation between, cooperation between the uh, the nations themselves between the U.S. and Egyptians. Yeah. So, loosely speaking, that means that maybe maybe Egypt isn't bullshitting about like because you know we're allies with Egypt. Therefore, right. you know there there are. <clears throat> technical allies i'm referring to egypt why wouldn't they tell them the truth if right if, if we're doing military exercises with them like why would they deceive them yeah that's true and here here's my opinion in theory on egypt is i think that egypt is playing both sides obviously they're joining bricks but they don't want to piss us off yet because they're still conducting and they're still trying to share intelligence and still kind of try to be they haven't picked their side yet. They're they're on the fence, and I think they're waiting to see what the fuck happens. I don't know if they're a, pers- they're a prospective country that right. could join. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they, it's in fact that they are right. within yeah, the yeah. BRICS alliance. Well, either way, they're 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 trying to get in. Either way, so they're trying to get in with them. They're trying to maintain a relationship with us, and I think it's because they're like, eh, we don't know who's going to come out on top of this whole deal, but we want to be on the side that comes out on top. I think that's their whole mentality of what they want to do, which, hey, you know what? That's cool, I guess. I get it. You know, if if you don't want to pick a side, but that's fucked up, you should pick a goddamn side if you want to be on it. Um, but that's what they're doing, I think. And a lot of cause, and that's the whole, like what's your point about them telling e- or Israel about this potential attack that happened 10 days before it happened. It's one of those deals where, Everybody's been saying that this has been this huge intelligence failure on Mossad because Mossad is the like the Israeli CIA, for those that don't know. Um, they've been saying this is huge intelligence failure. How did they not see what was coming? Blah, blah, blah. I don't, in my own personal opinion, I don't believe for a second that the CIA or fucking Mossad did not fucking know that this was going to happen. I do not believe that essentially Mossad, who I would probably put, I mean, they're, I don't know if they're number two in terms of intelligence agencies, but they're definitely top five. Uh, intelligence agencies in the world. I is would that say. is that on your own opinion? That's on my. That's well. That's yes. That's on an opinion based on you know uh, what I what I've seen and read and everything. And I would say that because they work so closely with the CIA, uh, that's what elevates them in the rankings. Because all, the CIA is for sure, in my well, at least in my opinion, they're the number one intelligence agency on, in in the planet. Like that's just the the last twenty years of doing counterinsurgency has basically perfected. That I mean, obviously we won the Cold War. We, we came out on top of that, and they were heavily involved in fucking doing that and going, you know, doing all the clandestine shit. So as far as clandestine intelligence gathering agencies go, I feel like the CIA is probably number one for sure. And Mossad is very, very closely linked and works with the CIA. So that would either put them, you know, at least have access to the number one type of information or the top level information. Um, so I do not think that for a second that they did not fucking see this coming. And especially if the Egyptian intelligence agent community found out that something was going on and they heard some weird chatter, I don't think the Egyptian intelligence agency, not to knock them or anything, but I mean, they're definitely not a top tier fucking intelligence agency. That's for sure. Um, so I'm not saying that they're a low end tier, but they're not on the par level of CIA or MI5 or MI6 or whatever the British one's called. Um, I don't think they're at that level, but they found out about this shit. So if they were able to find out that 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 is interesting, because it's like how easy was it for them to get access to this information? Like if they if they are in the talks with other Arab nations, right? Yeah, that there's like they're I don't know if they're backstabbing, but 
Well, maybe, uh, well, who knows? Maybe they were told, maybe they were given the information because, again, they knew that it was going to come out or whatever. But, and if, if, because it's come out, because now it's making Israel look bad because they've come out and said, hey, we told you guys this shit was happening. And that, that got leaked to the press and it's, it's now it's been out there. And okay, that makes Israel look bad because it's like, why didn't you guys do something about this when, you were told, hey, man, 10 days in advance, this shit was going to happen. Why didn't you prepare? Why didn't you fucking set up your, um, you know, what, what is happening over there? I don't know. My phone just started playing an ad. Oh, like for what? I don't know. Weird. Um, anyways, why didn't you do something about this? You know, it, you had the intelligence. They passed it on to you. And you, you could have at least fortified the border. You could have. I mean, that's the minimum thing you could have done. But what it looks like happened is the fucking border was left essentially undefended and these guys just walked right in. And that is where we get into my opinion. Okay, this is, again, for full disclosure, this is 100% just my opinion. I have no evidence that this is the truth other than uh, anecdotal things and video that I've seen of the incident happening. Um, I don't, Josh like got, I said... Josh got what? information from InfoWars. Yeah, I got all my information <laughs> from 4chan and InfoWars, all right? That's where I got it all from. Uh I would look at this and say that this is like essentially Israel's uh, Pearl Harbor, where, you know, World War II, we knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen. We pulled out all of our good shit and we sacrificed that pawn to be able to enter the war. All right. I have a feeling that maybe they were like, hey, this will probably just be some little bullshit thing. Yeah, we're going to lose a few people. But I don't think that they expected it to go this bad. And so, yeah, they let it, they allowed Just it to happen. Like yep, they allowed it to happen. But then it's like, oh shit, this turned into a fucking monster. And I think they did it so they could allow, it, could, it would allow them and give them the pretext to go in and just wipe Gaza off the fucking planet and rebuild it from, from the ground up, which is essentially what they're now saying. Uh, the Israeli defense minister, who's essentially their secretary of defense, he came out and basically said, that we are going to basically level every build. It's gonna. Be, he said Gaza will become a tent city because we are going to level every single building. And they in also the, in the town. Uh, to the uh, chagrin of fucking the UN and apparently Turkey. Yeah, uh, they are not down with them shutting off water, electricity, and supplies. Yes, be, uh, being distributed to. Because uh, as 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 I've come to learn is that Israel essentially is like they have checkpoints for like how things right anything that goes in or out of Gaza yeah. goes through them essentially yeah. and they have decided they also they control all the water they control all the electricity and they control all the distribution of food they also have an allocated <clears throat> portion of the uh, I don't know what body of water is directly next to. Yeah, Gaza itself, but there is a designated area for Palestinians to fish, and if they go beyond that, then they fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. And so you look at okay, that that guy, the Israeli defense minister, also said that basically, oh, we're dealing with animals, we're going to treat them like animals, and we're going to cut off the water, the power, and the food. And so now, say what you want as to whether that's warranted or unwarranted, but. I mean, the fact remains that that is an actual war crime. That is, mm -hmm. that, is not, that is not a fucking an opinion. That is a fact. Cutting off water, food, and power, either one of those alone the, to a civilian population is a war crime. The, the, the best part of that is that Turkey, of all people, 
yeah. decided to interject and say, we denounce these acts of yeah, right. inhumane bullshit, Treatment, yeah. right? And it's like, bro, <clears throat> shut the fuck up. Like, you treat Syrians like shit. There's refugees yeah. within your own that you murder. You do the same thing. Or you isn't displace. It like, isn't it like <laughs> that Turkey? And the Germans are the only ones that can't talk shit about war because they both started world wars. Yeah, yeah. basically. I mean, and here you go, talking shit. And And not to say that we're any fucking better because we're no saints, but... Well, right now we're winning, so yes, yes, we are. That's true. Yeah, in the in the context of the winners write the history books, yes, we are the good guys right now. We are <laughs> we are the rebels, and we are fighting the fucking dirty empire. That's essentially what's happening yeah, now. Uh, when if if it goes the other way, then yes, we will be, have been the empire that everybody was fighting against. Obviously, yeah, um, but it is funny that the UN has said that these they consider these acts inhumane, and some of them. Uh, I, I wish I <laughs> looked at the person specifically. Yeah. They were referring to. Uh, specific Geneva Convention guidelines right, yeah, or yeah. codes that were... Cons- and then here's the other weird part of that whole thing, what you're like talking about with the Geneva Convention and all that stuff. Is so the Geneva Convention only applies essentially to flagged countries or recognized countries. It doesn't apply to an, a terrorist organization. It doesn't apply technically to... Um, you know, any group that's not like a belligerent, like an actual country, or they have to be like a recognized belligerent somehow. That's why pirates have no rights. Right, yeah. But so, and that's, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you can't violate the Geneva, so like, you can't violate the Geneva Convention. Like, everybody's saying, oh, Hamas also, vi-. well, they're not, it doesn't apply to them. So, you, you can't, you couldn't hold them like accountable. They're not bound to the rules. But they are not protected by them. True, but they're also not protected by them either. So that if you are Hamas and you are captured, well, you as is like if Israeli technically captures someone and they are a recognized belligerent that by a, a war, I don't know, like by the rest of the world, or I don't know what the exact term is. Not term, but so the exact, it's not even a nation of people like Palestinians themselves are not like a nation of people. Well, okay, so like they are recognized as their own country by but only by other certain other countries. Not every country in the world like the US, we don't recognize them as like another country or whatever. They're just a So if India recognized this, this them. decided that you know, for for all the Sikh people right. like the, that want to form Khalistan, if they just yeah, yeah. wiped them out well, technically, they, they, yeah. they're like, well, we can't do shit about that, like, because they're not technically a, re- yeah, a recognized country. Yeah, now they could they could go after them for like, uh, you know, I don't know what what it would be. They could go after them for crimes against humanity or something like that. Yeah. But you can't. It's it's not really a war crime to 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 do that. If you're not really a nation, it's not really a war. Right crime. now, doing it to just civilians, that's different. If you're doing it to actual active participants or belligerents. Then that that's when it becomes like you know a war, a, a, you have to uphold the Geneva, Geneva Convention when, and all that stuff. That's when um, warheads on foreheads happen. Yeah, but then it's funny how like oh well if I let's say like I was gonna become and make a terrorist organization, I would not be bound by the rules of the Geneva Convention because I'm not recognized as a participant or a member of the Geneva Convention. However, if I were to be captured by the U.S. government or whatever, they would have to treat me with the Geneva Convention. Like, they couldn't just fucking slaughter me. They are still bound by it, even though I am not, essentially. Which puts them at a disadvantage, really, because that's kind of... And that's kind of where it's at with this Israel thing, as well. 
they would be at a disadvantage, but they are clearly not giving a fuck, and they're just killing everybody. They just are like, well, you killed everybody here, so... Well, like I said, they've been doing that for 20 years. Now. I mean, that's... Well, they've been doing that for 100, 100 years. They've been killing each other like this, so... It, you know, and then if you kind of look at this and think about, all right, where does this go from here? What's the next step? And I think with, like, what... The, the part that's going to get sticky is, like, kind of what Adam was saying about the whole India and that Khalistan thing is if you apply that here, because who enforces the Geneva Convention or war crimes, right? There's no... Well, it's like, it'd be like the UN or whatever, right? Well, the UN doesn't have a military force. a place where war criminals are judged? Yeah, it's in Geneva, in Switzerland or whatever. The Hague. Oh, yeah, the Hague. But there's no military body to go in and say, hey, you got to stop doing this, right? Unless it's a country that decides that they want to impose their will and enforce that war crime on you or that Geneva Convention or whatever, right? So it would take some countries to get together and say, hey, you know what? We think Israel's violating the Geneva Convention, so we're going to go in and we're going to stop them and you know, we're going we're gonna to restore order and stop them from committing these atrocities. Essentially, when we went into Iraq, whatever, 20 years ago, we said, oh, Saddam Hussein, A, he has weapons of mass destruction, but B, he's committing all these, uh, you know, crimes against humanity, against his fucking population, so we're going to go in and we're going to stop him from doing that, right? Well, yeah, we did it because we could. Yeah, we, we saved silent for Gaddafi. Well, yeah, true. But... If you look at, but that's that's the point that I'm making is that if you go in, no one's going to enforce the war crimes unless they have the will to do it. It's going to be so. That's where we're going to get sticky in this situation. Here is if these countries in the Middle East that recognize Palestine as an actual country are going to come in and say, "Well, these are war crimes that you're committing, and you are killing all these civilians. So we're going to come in and we're going to stop you." Then us being Big Daddy U.S. No, no, no. Is likely we are going to say no. You can't do that, and then they're going to say, "Well, who are you to tell us?" And then that's when shit's going to pop off, and this will become a broader conflict. Now, a lot of people that I've been talking to or hearing uh, listen or hearing talk about this <coughs> subject, I was in a in a Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called now. I was in an X Spaces uh, thing earlier. And I was trying to talk because I wanted to ask if anybody had, but there was like fucking like, there was like a hundred thousand people in this fucking thing. So like, there was no way I was going to get to fucking speak. So I had put my thing to raise my hand to talk because I just wanted to ask if anybody understood or knew the historical significance of this with what we had kind of talked about earlier on the podcast and going into the history of it, because no one was mentioning anything about that. And there was a lot of, they were trying to, the guy who was running it was trying to keep it like civil or whatever where it wasn't don't get into ideologies or who's right or who's wrong let's just report on facts and history here let's not like you know get down the rabbit hole i guess of personal opinions and whatnot Mm -hmm. so but they were everybody who's in there who was who was talking about it they were asking people that were asking questions about oh where does it go from here or what people were pretty some of them were optimistic in the sense that they thought that this is just going to be main contained to israel and i don't share that optimism in my opinion because eventually, as the Israelis are going to be bombing and continuing to, you know, unfortunately, as they're doing this, civilians are going to die. That's just kind of an unfortunate fact of war, right? And, and indirectly, the blood right. of Palestinians will be on U.S. hands because of the weapons that we're supplying. Well, yeah, so well, that, and that further will ingrain other nations that are in alignment with 
Palestine to further hate us. Right, correct. And further hate us and further have the, I guess, the will to then fight us or fight the Israelis. And then by in proxy, they're going to have to fight us because we're going to we're going to have to get involved. There's going to be no other ifs, ands or buts about it. We will fucking come in and save the day because that's, you know, that's what we do, especially with Israel, uh, who we've invested a lot of equipment and money in. And we're not just going to let that shit go to waste. So um, I don't. And, and again, I don't know. That's that's all it's going to take is just one of those other countries to come in. And really, it may not even take that if if this two front war that Israel's kind of starting to now fight within its own country, if that starts to go sideways, we may have to step in and help them fight Hezbollah and Hamas, which again, we, that's basically what we've done for the last 20 fucking years. Is, not directly. Yeah. We, well, we've done it counterinsurgency style is kind of what I'm getting at. So yes, we will basically come and input our counterinsurgency <laughs> manual on on them and help them out but then that's gonna get everybody else even more riled up because then they're like oh the u.s is involved now and so then what are they gonna do i don't know we're obviously sending the aircraft carrier group there as a deterrent we're gonna probably send end up sending another one there it it still feels i mean from if we're coming across from the perspective of the other groups that is pretty threatening dude oh the united states aircraft carrier group is the most threatening thing you can do that is the most threatening move we can make without actually destroying you. Because we're saying, hey, we're putting the thing that's going to cause your destruction, we're just going to leave it here. And we can send it, we can send it from wherever, and in, in four to seven days, it'll be there. And it'll be waiting for you. If you fuck around, this will make sure you find out. And not only do we have, you know, this one coming, but we're going to send another one. Just so we can additionally fuck more of you up at the same time. Because realistically, an aircraft carrier group has probably the capability to force project and bomb multiple countries just by itself. I mean, especially in the Middle East. How many aircrafts would it have? Well, they have a whole air wing. It does uh, depend on which carrier it is. The Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford is our current biggest one. Okay, how many does it hold? It depends on the planes. And what do they carry? Does it carry F 35s? Yes. F- F-22s. Well, no, I think they have F 18s. F 35 would be the highest ones we could say. The F 22s can't go on carriers. All right. So they have 90 fucking combat aircraft on there. Okay. But so what, what is that? They don't disclose which, which ones they are. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. You know what? Okay. So it does say. So they do have some F 35s, and then they mainly have F A 18s, the mm-hmm. Super Hornets. That's their main. Fighter bomb. It's a fighter fighter bomber. Is that like an overall fighter? It's yeah. It's like a general purpose type aircraft. It's It's, honestly, uh, it was our first multi role vehicle. Yeah, multi role. That's the word. Um, They got a couple of the E two aircraft, which are the ones that go up and they basically provide like the well, they're like the command and control uh, center. And then they have the uh, the EA eighteen Growler, which is that's the one that's the electronic warfare. Aircraft, which you know shuts down everything with radar and all that stuff. Okay. And so you've got ninety aircraft capable of essentially, which the majority of those, probably ninety-five percent of them are actual combat strike aircraft. So alone with just that, you could literally bomb probably three to four countries at the same time in the Middle East with all that shit, and likely level most of their major population centers with just that one aircraft carrier. And also remember with our our whole logistical system that we have set up, we can send bombers from, let's just call it the East Coast, 
and within two or three days they're gonna be they're gonna be anywhere in the anywhere on that side of the world within two days with all the fuel they need to drop their payload and come back. Well, I mean, and really, if you send, let's just say we're going to send, you know, like the stealth bombers over there or whatever, or even the B-52s, I mean, they can fly continuously for fucking 48 to 72 okay, hours. Now, on top of that, we have our fucking refuelers. Right, and our refuel station, our aircraft refuelers are all over the place, and, you know, we... we oh, all right. They yeah. can, I mean, so, so, essentially, we have the capability within 48 hours... If we wanted to, we could level a country. I mean, no doubt. In in the Middle East, for sure. So Especially especially <coughs> if you don't have to worry about man, is that guy an insurgent? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> if if those rules of engagement have now changed, which Israel is changing the game on rules of engagement right now, because they're just basically blowing up buildings that they say, Oh, we know that the the head of uh some Hamas fucking cell is there take the building blow the building and they will destroy an entire uh 10-story apartment building just to kill that one guy and maybe he's in there maybe he's not i don't know but at the end of the day you just destroyed 10 stories worth of apartments just to get this one dude just imagine how many other motherfuckers all that collateral damage but they're not giving a fuck they're just saying no we're ending Hamas right now. Like, that's what they're doing. They're ending that organization. It, dude, I mean... You're not going to ever end it because no, it's I an mean, ideology. Dude, you're going to make fucking ISIS 3.0. Oh, fucking ISIS 10.0. It's going to be ISIS to the extreme. Because then not only are they going to have their own reasons for doing it, but then you're going to have emboldened every other Muslim in the entire Middle East to join and to fight against who they've already been hating and saying is their oppressor is the Israelis. So, yeah, you're going to create a fucking monster. And this is where, and that's, and that's where, again, it also gets sticky or sketchy, is if you're going to create that monster, you have to then take the fucking initiative. And if you know you're going to create this fucking monster, you're not going to be able to kill them all. Some of them are going to get away. Then you got to go after them. And what do you got to do when you go after them? You got to go into other countries and get them. And so if you're going to go get them, other countries are going to get pissed that you're coming in and doing stuff. Well, fuck, might as well just go in and get the rest. Go, might as well go in and just take that country down. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the <laughs> Might as well. I mean, if you're going to go in there and you're going to piss them off, might as well start taking some fucking territory while you're at it. Yeah. I mean, but, that's... I mean, shit, dude. Even amongst Muslims, they hate each other at least. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. Just, just by reading about the Lebanese, like... I don't think the Sunnis and Shiites like each other either. So it's so like... It, look at, look it, at no, they um, don't. Yeah. And then I lost it. <laughs> well... Oh, no, it was the... I remember the Simpsons... When uh, uh, Willie was talking, oh yeah, boys, was, was it boys and girls have been natural enemies since the dawn of time? Like, just like this and that, that and that, and Scottish. Like, he's saying that everyone hates the Scottish. He's so going, just like them and Scottish, and Scottish and other Scottish people. He goes, well, you Scots sure are, you guys are sure like to make enemies. He goes, them's fighting words, Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think that the Muslim or Arab nations have actually been able to eradicate Israel is because they've never been able to get on the same page enough to actually do something about it. Unless they're unless uh, because when they do, yeah. you have like the Yom Kippur War, you have the Seven Day War, when basically every fucking country in the Middle East attacked Israel and Israel beat them all back and made them fucking quit within seven fucking days. Yeah. So if those guys could get together and fucking get their shit together and 
and granted, there were other factors as to why that didn't work, but if they could legit get their shit together and actually have a unified command and go in and fucking attack Israel, they wouldn't stand, Israel wouldn't stand a fucking chance yeah. because they're so heavily outnumbered that, you know, like we were talking about in the Ukraine, oh, there is a number of Russians in that country that it won't matter what you give them technologically. It's going to be too many numbers. You're going to be so overwhelmed that you can't, you're just going to lose. You're going to get, you're going to, you're all going to die. So that's kind of what would happen if the Middle East could get its shit together and just go after Israel if they wanted. Yeah. So on top of a potential, uh, new super group of ISIS. Yeah. In conjunction with that, like if, if there were leftovers within the Palestinian encampments or whatever. Yeah. Or if they, if they flee to other parts of, the like you know the Arab nations and shit. Um, I don't know, man. That's that. I think that's that's what's at stake here. Yeah, there, it is. And and one of the reasons also kind of why I think that Iran is being kind of given the nod to be like kind of the head head top G or whatever you want to call them in fucking in the Middle East is by China is because Iran is the closest government or organized country that aligns with ISIS's what they want or what they want in enforcement with the sharia law with everything right they're not i don't think iran is as extreme as what isis wants but it's the closest they can get in an organized religion or an organized government i should say in terms of you know isis part of the whole thing of what they want was like heavy in no interpretation of sharia law as it's written that is what it shall be you know that's basically what they want one of their one of their things they obviously want their Muslim religion to be the whole fucking that's it on the world. They don't want nobody else to worship any other things. They want to get rid of all the infidels, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. But Iran is like the closest government to kind of what they want. So if you're going to unite the Middle East under one banner, you've got all these zealots and all these, uh, you know, religious, uh, I don't know, I guess zealots was the right word. Um, if you've got these hardcore fucking people that are willing to do whatever the fuck it takes and they're like you're not being extreme enough so that's why we're rebelling against you all because we want you to be more extreme if you have iran running the show they 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 if anybody could get those guys in line it'd probably be iran like the the the, the ayatollah which is like i mean for lack of a better term he's just kind of like the pope of the middle east like he's but he's also the president you know what's the, what's called? the ayatollah rockarola no it's chris jericho oh yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, you know, where, where it continues to go from here could be a lot of different fit with different things could happen. And, but I, I, I do foresee that someone else is eventually going to jump on board and I don't know who I can't, I can't predict who it's going to be first, but when that happens, we're getting involved. And then my opinion, going to be when the surprise, the surprise building comes out, the, the Hulk Hogan from the NWO or whatever. It's gonna be like it's fucking England, and they and then, fucking, you, add, and then you add Kurt Angle no. to the mix. Oh man! <laughs> no, it's fucking. Uh, it's the uh, secret Nazis that escaped and have been living in Antarctica for the last forty years. Oh uh, yeah, the, why we're not allowed to go there? Yeah, yeah. They come out and they save the day. <laughs> oh man, that'd be fucking hilarious. I mean, that'd be fucking. I mean, God, what else? What else could possibly have happened? It's either the aliens or the fucking. <laughs> oh man, the aliens started this to test us. And yeah, I mean, and again, it is convenient, also. That all that shit with aliens just happened like recently, and then oh, now this goes down. And 
I know I've seen that meme a bunch of times about like God as a as a quote unquote millennial. It's like God, I wish I could just go one week without having a world a potential world changing event happen or whatever. And uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of do agree with that. I do think that the major events have definitely fucking increased exponentially and. <laughs> Maybe it's because I wasn't paying attention earlier, like in the early 2000s as much, like when I was a kid, and it really wasn't even paying attention when I was in my mid-20s, but now that I'm in my, like, you know, mid-30s, basically, I don't know if it's because I'm paying attention more, or if there actually is fucking this, this more events that are potentially world-changing happening at I've the same time. I've also become desensitized, I'm like, True. Now, now, yeah. now we're like, okay, now we expect... Right. More disaster to happen. Yeah, like when I saw this first get reported, I was like, mm. not surprising. Figured, figures. Yeah, yeah I was just, that's exactly what I said. I said, oh, yeah, that figures. And I was like, well, let me see if there's any live videos. And then I went on, you know, and found, of course, all the fucking, you know, live streams of uh, those dickheads running across Israel and doing all kinds of horrible shit. But yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, no, this tracks. This, this, this is about right. This, this, we, we were due for another fucking, yeah. it had been six months. We were fucking due. We haven't met our quota for 2023 of uh, disasters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know we haven't. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but have you been seeing all the memes that been coming out about the emergency alert system? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently, one somebody posted this one, and it came it turned out to be true. Uh huh. Was that yesterday? U.S. emergency alert reportedly caused several Amish people to be shunned by exposing them for owning phones. <laughs> and then a YouTube uh, TikToker, I actually follow this guy too. He uh, he was ex Amish, and he left the he left the order. Yeah, he just did a video talking about yeah that that actually happened. Get fucked, damn. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Some bitch who got they're me. like like when they hear it go off, they just all look at each other and oh you son can of imagine, a bitch. Can you imagine old Jebediah trying to hammer in the, Jebediah? The nice name, dude. <laughs> yeah, that is a good trying good to, pull. Trying to hammer in something, and then you just. I like big butts and I get yeah. <laughs> Oh, Shorzy six or Shorzy season two just dropped. Yeah. Fuck. Oh wait. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> oh no, it's Siri. He goes, you have just received a message from Side Chick B. Yes, Daddy, I would like to have you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is that is true. But yeah, fucking, I don't know, man. I I don't know. Who knows what the fuck's gonna happen? But whatever. It'll be interesting to see what the fuck goes down and. uh you know, um, I do want to add. Oh yeah, that, uh, I think the topic itself has become something that people are enveloped in that oh, yeah, they definitely. that they fully immerse themselves in. Uh, not knowing the full. I mean, we even us for you to ex- yeah. to spell things out. In the manner that you have in, right. in explicit detail, I mean, even you might not know the full, full sure. fucking scope of it. Yeah, yeah. But there's other people that are just taking things at face value. Yes, yeah. And then they're also taking this as some like a hill to die on for their careers, which yeah, Mia, Mia Khalifa has right, done. Yeah. Un, I mean, unbeknownst to her, it actually yeah, ended yeah. up costing her her, her fucking her platform for yeah. Playboy. And and that's where I don't understand why this has to be like that because this is a major historical event regardless of what side you choose or what side you want to support which i just want to say and make it clear in this i support the american side all right like i I, the united states that's what i support i do not have an opinion on the sure yeah and honestly i don't think i i'm informed enough to have an opinion right either even me going and doing some more research and and kind of doing above and beyond in terms of like looking stuff up to find out 
how this has been happening or how we got to this point. I still don't necessarily have an opinion. I have not come to an opinion about which side is right or which side is wrong. I haven't, I have not chosen a side, but I do know that whatever happens ain't going to be good. That's, that's, that's for sure. This, this will continue and further devolve the relations that are in the Middle East. That is what this is. Well, even here, dude, like, I think people are so indoctrinated, mm-hmm. maybe with their own faith and maybe amongst their own community, that they were willingly going to protest if, if Israeli people were, uh, if people of Jewish faith that were obviously sympathetic towards Israel itself were in a public space to, yeah. to, sh- to showcase their opinion or what they believe, that there will be another group. Yeah, a pro-Palestinian group that will oh, yeah. show up in retaliation to yeah, these just guys, counter them. Just, yeah. just just to just to be there, just yeah. to to show that they're not going to take their shit either. Like, I mean, it's crazy, dude. Like that, I just can't believe that even in the U.S., dude, that we're we're picking sides and we're not even fucking overseas. Well, and the people that are fighting this hill to die on type mentality or attitude. A lot of them likely don't even have, they're not even affected by this really, or have no one in their lives that are directly affected by this. Like you said, somebody get one of their family members getting kidnapped or killed or whatever. They likely don't even have that. So it just doesn't make sense why people, well, it does make sense because it's, again, it's about ideology. It's about, you know, it's not about this country versus these people or these people or this, these two countries fighting each other. It's about, this religion versus that religion. And once you fucking throw those things together, then shit gets ugly. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I've seen some of those protests and I've watched some videos from those things. And those people, they it's 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 like you're a Jew and I hate you and you're a Muslim and I hate you. And that's kind of how it goes. Here's an excuse for us to yell at each other. <laughs> yeah, like the I think people show up to those things looking for problems, yes. dude. Like yeah. they're looking for an excuse to punch somebody that's a Jew or the other way around. Yeah. I think that's a double-edged sword because they're doing that. And at the same time, we're just thirsty to swing at a motherfucker. <laughs> True. But, uh... And I wanted to... Well, I didn't finish this point. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so... I just think that people that show up to those protests are looking for a fucking excuse to... to to exercise their demons <laughs> to fucking throw hands dude, over yeah, this problem. Dude, when I was going to uh, school for HVAC, uh, there's this one dude in my class. He, uh, remember the fucking uh, riots that were going on? The Occupy movement or the or the 2020 riots? The uh, uh, the ones after those, the uh, Black Lives Matter ones. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying. Twenty twenty ones, yeah. No, the ones like the very first ones, the ones when they were just starting here in California. Okay. Uh, there was one happening. Like he just straight told me, "Oh yeah, I don't support that shit, but I want to be part of it." <laughs> he has videos of him shirtless, just <laughs> running around with people <laughs> talking shit. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You know what I'm saying like he didn't even leave it; he just wanted to be part of it. Yeah, he just want, he was yeah. looking for a reason to fucking bullshit or uh, to you know smash some rocks through some windows. I guess my right? mentality. I'm just here for the violence. Yeah, yeah. Well, he basically. wasn't. He didn't do anything like that. He was just being. He was, he was just being an idiot out there. Like he wasn't actually like, doing property damage in that shit. I'm yeah, just yeah. here for stupidity. 
I'm just here just, to run around shirtless and yell things. It's a um, uh, family guy joke where he's like, right, uh, they're all singing happy birthday to Stewie. He goes, blow out your candles. And here's Peter's equal attention cake. And he blows out, he blows out his and then blows out Stewie's. Yeah. Yay, two wishes. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I always feel about those people. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a number of white Karens uh, thinking about how they can turn this into... Uh, about them, it, yeah. Turn it, turn this situation. They're either, yeah, to make themselves look good or to help in the pyramid schemes. Hey, yeah. you know what would be funny is if there was a there was like a Karen that went to fucking Hamas and said, "Hey, I want to talk to your manager or your supervisor. I want to talk to your supervisor. <laughs> I don't like the way you're treating these Israelis. I want to talk to your supervisor." And then they one just of the, one of the funny ones I saw about that too was a a college sorority or some shit. Yeah. And they were all like lesbians, and they had a big old sign that says "Lesbians for Palestine." Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like knowing that they would yeah, fucking kill they would them. kill you immediately. Yeah. First of all, you're not wearing a hijab. Uh, secondly, you're gay. Oh yeah, you're getting <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll just kill you immediately. It's like uh, fuck, man. That's fucking. That's so that's fucking like, ironic. It, it it's like well, it's like man, chicken supporting that, fucking Popeyes chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like to continue that that point, I remember I saw this one. It was fucking great because you know how there's this whole stupid socialism movement happening here in the U.S. where People are starting to accept communism and all that shit. Uh-huh. And someone puts you a picture of all of them, like, lined up on the wall, kneeled, and their hands cut, and the Russians are right behind them. And one of them's like, excuse me, comrade, when do we get equal health care? It's like, he's holding a gun, look at him, like... <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that ain't a thing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, oh, man. What, what, uh, what, do you, what do you got? Uh, wait, let me see if I had anything else. You guys got anything uh, else to discuss? That Any topics that you may have... Uh, well, someone introduced know. the greatest fucking thing ever, and I sent it to you, and you agreed. Which one? The uh, F-22-14 Tomcat. Oh, yeah, man, the F-22 Tomcat? Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking sweet as shit, man. Uh, I wish that was real. Yeah. I don't think it is. I don't think it would ever be. I don't know if that would work. I don't think there's a fish under... I think mean, there's a reason why they went from the um, was it what they call vertical wings or whatever? Oh, the VTOL, the vertical takeoff and landing. No, no, the wings that can adjust. Oh, well, that was like the Tomcat. I don't know. What yeah, that's that's, yeah, they're we supersonic. Yeah, we went away from those. Well, I think the aerodynamics of aircraft changed, and that mm-hmm. didn't really we didn't really need that anymore. Um, wh- one of the things that I had written down was <laughs> about uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, FEMA, you know that whole thing that happened in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, um, the fires yeah, yeah the, all the fires and shit uh okay regardless of whatever you think your opinion is th- the rock did it <laughs> the, the, rock, the rock did it i did it for, for the, the rock, rock. <laughs> oh shut your mouth you thong worried fatty <laughs> <laughs> um uh, fema they uh they held this press conference regarding the whole issue and the response and everything and it turned out that all the reporters were just their employees that they made yeah. fake questions. They, they literally made a fake fucking press conference. Just to paint themselves in a positive In a better way. light. And they got caught doing it. And then they were like, and then they just basically just said, uh, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. And they just fucking, it's like that scene from Chappelle's show when he knocks the fucking, yeah. tell him about oil oh, and, he, bitch. and he knocks the thing over and yeah. he runs and he's like, he's like, get out of here. Like, everybody get out of here. Like, that's fucking the water. Yeah, that's oil. basically what they Who did. Who said anything about oil? Yeah, you cooking? Yeah, bitch, you cooking? <laughs> Come on, so, yo. We yeah. gotta go do this. Go do that. We gotta get the <laughs> So there was that. And then I don't, I didn't write down where it happened and I fucking totally forgot. But there was this dude, I'm sure you saw it, that he's like, he was like this hardcore, like, Social justice advocate guy that um, oh, the one that got stabbed. he got stabbed to death. Yeah, yeah and then his friend. Said, and then the girl, the the chick who was his girlfriend that was with him when it happened. I watched the video of it, and it was fucked up, man. That girl. I mean, granted, 
maybe she shouldn't have she did not help him at all like she didn't even call 911 like she didn't do shit she just stood there and left him well she stood there and watched him basically die and then she has the fucking nerve to request the police to drop the charges against the guy that killed and I'm like oh my god because she said uh he would see the him as a victim of a broken system yeah yeah okay yeah that makes sense as he bled on the streets yeah man that's 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 i thought that was wild i'm like jesus christ what is happening you know but that was pretty much it that was pretty much all i had yeah what about what about hillary clinton wanting to um make um education camps now for the extremists uh, that they consider the right extremists i didn't hear about that yeah she wants to make a re-education camps like what do you mean? Like like uh, summer camp for uh, for Trump supporters, yep. <laughs> and then you get reeducated into uh, wanting to eat soy and <laughs> wanting no, to no, eat no, soy. No, to eat soy. Soy is a luxury item now. It's gonna be roast meat. Oh, like that's right, the bugs. Pizza. Yeah, you gotta eat the bugs. That's the new thing I've been seeing too. Eating the bug, yeah, and, and then you'll eat the soylent green, which is you know the fucking the dead people. All the all, yeah, the ultimate goal. Well, that's is not worse than Warhammer Forty K. The <laughs> dead, the dead, the human, the dead humans get turned into a. Food. Protein bar. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, that's efficient, right? I mean, for the Imperium. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with the Warhammer lore, dude. It's so fucking. Crazy. It is intense, dude. It's it's honestly, we I'm could do a about, we could do an episode about it. Like, no, I was thinking about doing a whole documentary journey mm-hmm. of me learning the entire Warhammer fucking lore. Yeah, just like starting from page one. So let's see. The God Emperor and then 40,000 Emperors. Good boys go jump. <laughs> yeah. 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 Four, four weeks later. Boy, goes, uh, it's that thing from the Covenant, you know, when they're like, and we shall die for the Emperor. Like, you know, they're all like chanting no, and shit. But orcs like me. Like, oh, yeah. We use the jump. Fucking <laughs> um, the, the, the orcs are so fucking amazingly awesome. Their story. I mean, in the fucking Warhammer 40K universe, they have the most powerful broken ability, but they're so fucking dumb they can't use it. <laughs> that's fucking great I, I've thought about getting into Warhammer 40k it's, expensive. it's too expensive though but I thought about it you know yeah you get the thought that's what counts yeah you know and I mean really we, maybe we should maybe we can make that a, a business expense is playing Warhammer 40k and then <laughs> we could do it as a thing on the podcast it is, it's a military role playing kind of game so like you know that would be interesting probably for people who like this shit I suck at Starcraft so I'm not I'm, I'm not invested I don't. I, I don't know enough mm-hmm. about Warhammer to say if, if your your statement is accurate or not. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think that's because it's like the little miniature guys. Like, yeah, but, you know? yeah, but it's the, the same concept. It's, it's like the well, is, it's real time strategy, right? I mean, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I, mean, I don't know enough. About I think it. so. I think All it's right, like real time strategy. All right, but like with the little guys. Everything. <coughs> the only the only thing that I don't like is you got to paint them. Like that's fucking such no, a pain in the ass, man. No, I know I don't have an artistic hand. I have a steady hand. But can I paint between the lines? Fuck no. No, man. Apparently that's close. all you need is a steady hand. They say, like, your miniatures don't have to look great. They just have to look colored. Good it's, enough. They're all going to be one color. I'm going to dip them all in one fucking color <laughs> yeah, and then just, just be like, this is my fucking guy. Yeah. Red. <laughs> Here you go. They're red. all red. Yeah, all your... all your. Because uh, each, like, faction has a color. Each Space Marine's, like, uh, unit has, like, a color. So it's like, oh, this one's... The the toxic ones, I think they're green. I'd be like, all green dip. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> uh, my my final thoughts are... Yeah. Um, civilization, humanity was a failure. We need to go back to being a monkey. <laughs> you know what? I think you might be fucking right. At least we were flinging crap at each other, not missiles. I don't think we need True. to go back that far. I think we just need to go back to child labor. The children, <laughs> they earn for the mines. They yearn for the mines. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still down with being a monkey. I mean, that would be a fucking a lot. I mean, really, all you're doing is just flinging shit and fucking all day. Like, that's really... <laughs> yeah, but no internet. Yeah, but I mean, no you internet. All right, if you, could, if you could fling your own shit at people for fun and then just fuck things, <laughs> you don't need the internet, right? Yeah, or con- conveniently, if the aliens can pick this time to show up and say, hey... We're gonna turn you, you guys back. are fucking up like royally. Yeah. Here's how you fix your world so that you can join the intergalactic federation. Yeah. That we, that that may potentially be out there, or they're the enemy, and we all just unite and, and kill them. Yes. And then those are, yeah yeah that's the two options. That'd be cool. Well, I still think that uh, the Middle East will never <laughs> even in that sense they would they would they would uh, stop for like a, a, the few years it took to do that. What and then you, they'd go right back what to What do it. you think people of Jewish, well, just people of religious faith, would they then s- cease to be religious if aliens came down? In my, or, or they would just be like, ah, no, fuck that. Well, no. okay. So in my humble opinion, I think it depends on which religions we're talking about. Catholics would be like, oh, no, it says right here in this Bible that we're interpreting Oh, aliens are real. It's and, always and, been real. They're either and they're, angels or demons. And they're, they're going to say, and they're all Catholic too, by the way, just to let you know. They all they all love Jesus. You know, they all respect the Pope. <laughs> they all, they you know, all love Jesus. Th- that's what that's what the Catholics would do. The Muslims would probably like kind of try to feel them out and see like kind of what they were about first, but then they would likely you know, well, that's the thing, do though. some sort of I you know. If any religion could adapt to, it would be Catholicism because they're the one that believes that God's true plan is vaster than what we can imagine. True. Like, that's why they believe evolution is part of God's great plan. Right, yeah, that's how they factored the science into mm-hmm. the religion. And so I think the Muslims would probably say that they're, like, demons of fucking Satan or whatever, and they would try to kill them. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about Jewish. I don't know what the fuck they would think. I think they would probably... They probably just wouldn't even care, to be honest. <laughs> They'd probably just be like, eh, this doesn't affect me either way, you know. But to me, it does poke a lot of fucking holes or at least raise a lot of questions about your fucking religious beliefs. <laughs> I think it makes a lot of religions like null and void. Well, I agree. I think it makes me go, hmm, you still believe in the magic sky guy, but here's these dudes. How do you fit these guys into the problem? The, the, the thing the I want to know is if the aliens would join what faction? Like which religious it, faction they would join? No, what fucking wrestling faction would they join? Oh, the aliens? Yeah, like if huh. they could jump at any point in history and oh. insert themselves. They're either, like, there's only the, two. There's only two options. Would they want to be in evolution? Would they want to be in no, Judgment Day? No, they're either would, going to... The be, Nation of no, Domination. Oh, definitely not the Nation. They're either going to the NWO or they're going to DX because they just want to crotch chop, which I think is probably the reason, and they really want to just two-sweet each other all the time. I think that's... Because yeah. the aliens should have enough fingers to be able to do that. That's true. And also, the shirts are cool as fuck, and who doesn't want to tell everybody to suck your dick? Well, I don't know whatever their equivalent of that would be, but I'm sure they have, you know, like like from that South Park, it's like, oh, he's 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 stroking my jag on or whatever <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, that's what that's what it would be. Suck my jig on, and man. You. I would honestly, if there are aliens, like I hope, I hope intergalactic diplomacy is on the table. Oh so fuck that, yeah, I'm down to hang out with some aliens, dude. Dude, I would love to have an alien on the podcast. That'd be the fucking coolest shit ever, right? Yeah. I mean, like, granted, what do you guys smoke over there, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. What? What? Space what do you, weed. How do you guys get high? Like, yeah. what, do you have an equivalent of getting high? Yeah, do, do you guys have wrestling, dude? Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys do for fucking fun? You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, shit, do you guys jerk off a lot? Like, I'd be curious to know about that. Like, have you guys heard of this thing called the fleshlight? Like, yeah. you know, 
I don't know. What's alien porn look like? Yeah, do you guys have online gameplay down? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you have 3D video games? Like, what do you guys got? <laughs> do you even have fucking video games? Yeah. You know, fucking, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Uh, All right, well, well, what, are, what are your final thoughts? Well, my final thoughts are to just remind everyone that we're fucking retarded, so don't fucking take... <laughs> don't, as as the, I, I the think, conversation we just had should prove... I, don't don't take what we fucking say. I think you speak for humanity in general. We're all fucking yeah, stupid. We're all stupid as shit. So don't fucking take anything that we say as as fucking pure fact. Do your own goddamn fucking research and look it up. I was trying to help you out by at least pointing you in the right fucking direction. But don't I don't want to hear no shit from anybody about ah you're fucking this or you're that. No, no, no. I'm just trying to bring you the facts and I'm just putting out some we're putting out some opinions, yes. But I don't want to hear no bullshit. Um we're fucking idiots. We've given you this fucking disclaimer a thousand times so i would hope by now that people understand that you know this is this is what it is uh but yeah i would just like to say that and clarify uh you know my earlier statement that i made about iran uh i would also i would like to say not clarify it but i would like to quantify every, it every time you say iran just think about that joke from the fat nutrition uh-huh. i'm in the verb not the not, i mean the uh the country not, <laughs> not the, the verb. verb i'm too fat for that shit <laughs> yeah i would like to i'd like to just say quantify it by you know i'm not i'm not talking i don't like I'm not saying the Iranian people as a whole, right? I'm just I'm saying the government, all right? The people who make the decisions. That's that's what I'm talking about. Uh, just like I'm sure... That's how we treat people who... Pol- universally, we treat politicians or, like, people of that area as no longer being part of the general the populace. Body. Yeah. Well, because, again, I, I think that, like, with our own country, I think most people realize how out of touch their politicians, the people who make the decisions are, well, yeah, how removed I, they are from they the make, people who vote them in the office. They make $173,000 a year, yet yet their net worth goes up by $40 million every every time they join the fucking Yeah. Oh, and, and that was another thing that I forgot to – that, that brings me up to a very good thing as a, as a final thought for people to think about. Um, the – Congress people who are like they track and watch what kind of trades they make mm-hmm. heavily, heavily invested in defense contractors mm-hmm. prior to this hat, like right uh, before this happening. Real convenient. Real fucking I hope, convenient. I hope it's from both sides so we know that collectively both oh, parties is. are both shitty. It is. They're both shitty and they both take advantage of the fucking of the information that they are given about shit that's gonna happen and they, they make trades and that's how they that's how like so, Frank wait, said they, they threw make, money at war war. Oh yeah, all the like bonds? De- like, like defense no the defense contracting companies. So, okay. like, so they uh, put it know, all in fucking Lockheed and Yeah, like those type of deals. I forget there's a couple other ones that they were specifically <laughs> investing that's in. That's fucking insider trading. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They do it all the time. Going on for years, dude. Yeah, they do it all the time. That's how you get from making one hundred seventy three thousand dollars a year to uh, forty fifty million dollars, like you know, a year of your net worth or whatever. Because you don't you don't get that by just being a a government, you know, uh, senator or or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that was I thought that was fucking. I saw that today on the. There's this guy on uh, what is it Instagram or. Well, it's a program. There's a program out there that you can do. Yeah, yeah there, there's this dude. It's, he's called Unusual Whales, and like he has his own like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his own fucking like algorithm that he uses that he tracks their trades and stuff. Yeah, I think it also he, keeps track of Bitcoin movement as well. Yeah, yeah, like it does, the largest it, accounts. Yeah, yeah, it does that on all the the um the bigger what the bigger uh, cryptocurrency. Crypto, yeah, yeah, cryptocurrencies too. So I, I follow them on stuff, and I I, I like their shit because it's funny because they like say, hmm. How convenient, like that this happened, or like you know, oh, what a coincidence, everybody. Yeah, yeah. you know that that they had Nancy Pelosi just happened to you know uh, drop all of her stock in fucking Nvidia right before the whole Taiwan thing started happening or going under, going down. So it's yeah. like, hmm, how interesting. Yeah, you know, so it's funny, it's crazy, fun. 
And yeah, I would just like to say that yeah, I was I, I think the Iranian people are nice people. They're 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 good people. Um, you know, but the government, fuck them all. All right, so I think everybody can agree with that. You got any final thoughts, Frank? No. No. All right. Well, anyways, if you listened. Uh, to the end here, an hour and a half almost, or just about. Uh, we we thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, do your best to follow us. I won't be a dickhead like Adam said on his his his, uh, his Instagram earlier about people that fucking pander for likes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that was music specific. Yeah, I know. But but you could apply it to everything else. And I don't think I do that when we like. I don't post like, hey, follow us and shit. I just post a clip of this and a clip of the fuck and a picture or a thing from the the episode. Like I'll I'll take a clip and do that. Yeah. I'm not literally posting. Hey, please give us a follow so i'm not doing that shit but yeah. i just i thought it was funny that you i saw that earlier oh, and i dude. laughed i had a good, I had a oh, good man fucking... if only people knew that it was all kayfabe like yeah, yeah. if they actually are listening right yeah, yeah it's yeah. all for the sake of me shit stirring yeah, yeah and uh yeah that's all there really is to it i, I think it it provides a source of it because the reality is that i believe people love smut yeah they, they love do. fucking drama and all that shit and that's all i'm trying to provide for them is that uh yeah Fair enough. Yeah, you know? I know this is off. This is this will be saved for another fucking podcast. Yeah, that we'll yeah. probably do for right. I don't know, like the BFN one. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the music one. I don't know. We've already talked about this, so. right? It, anyways, it would be yeah, good yeah. to talk about it on the BFN for sure. So if you want to hear us talk shit about people, well, eventually we're gonna do the haters haters episode of BFN. Oh, yeah. Play so. haters ball. Dude. Play your haters ball. It's gonna be excellent. So listen to that if you want to hear us talk shit about people um, and <laughs> things we hate. But anyways, if you enjoy our stuff and you like us and you listen to us consistently which i know there's some of you motherfuckers out there that do because i can see the analytics shout outs to belgium yep shout out to belgium right love you guys uh fucking the people in ireland that listen now oh Oh, fuck yeah fucking love irish coffee fucking all that good shit baileys baileys oh so delicious so thanks for fucking listening and go and just follow us on our stuff at game rage magazine on yes and and uh one other thing to add is like stay stay informed yeah try to keep Try to make an informed opinion about things, or try True. try also to uh, maintain a objectivity in your opinions as well. To yeah. see things from both sides, like please, right. please do that. Do not fall in the echo chambers of the internet or anything like that. Please think for yourself. Exactly, and don't take our word for it. Don't take someone else's word for it. Do your own fucking research and come to your own conclusion about things so anyways you can follow us at game rage magazine on twitter and or i'm sorry on x god damn it game rage magazine you can follow us on instagram and tiktok which is the chinese spy app and then you can follow us on at game rage mag on x so also you can go to our website gameragemagazine.com. check us all out there thank you guys for listening and uh i guess that's it for us we'll fucking see you on the next one was the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. We're also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also our website, www.gameragemagazine.com.